everyone, this is a show for rarity seekers out there. This is a show for the people who crave those low population cards and stickers. A show for people who like to turn left when the market's starting to turn right. A show for people who don't want to be told who to buy, because the fun is working it out for yourself. Now let's do this. Cue top loader tapping. Welcome to episode 24 of Pop One. This episode is lucky enough to be joined by Brian from Sunday League Investors. I mean, if you're on Instagram and you collect soccer cards and stickers, like, you know these guys. Like, you know them because they have um, amazing graphics, amazing videos, just amazingly produced content. Let's say, yeah, if not their YouTube video, let's just say everyone knows their timelines for each. Like, they'll pick a legend, they'll show that, they'll do that timeline post. And it's just so easily digestible, amazingly laid out. And as far as I can see, very very accurate like i don't think i've ever really seen an error in terms of year or but yeah just just such a positive presence in the hobby <laughs> with literally just both brian and bob giggling away in videos but no just like a, i don't know i don't know the word i want to use like a brightness of just a positive present that just yeah it just makes the hobby a better place and another thing like I find, I find Brian's videos relatable because he's not like a, a pro in this space or someone who's been in for 20 years. He, he's sort of like, I, I won't say us because I don't know who's listening to this, but I'll just speak for myself. Like he's quite new into the hobby and he's documenting his journey and it's relatable because yeah, he's sort of finding his feet in these card shows. And yeah, you're, you're, through, through his progression, you can see now he's finding his feet more and more. He's becoming more polished with deals. You know, he's, sh he's shown his mistakes, like a deal recently, he he sort of let slip how much he paid for the card whilst negotiating a sale for it, which I guess is a huge no, but it, it kind of highlights his one negative, I don't know, personality trait, as far as I can tell, he's too honest, he's too open, which is, you know, in the grand scheme of things, not, not a bad thing at all. But yeah, it was just funny. It's funny because it resonated with me. It, it's like, it's exactly what I would do. Like, honestly, if you're ever doing a deal with me in person, just just have a little, like, just stop talking for a bit. Leave a little silence, which I will find unbearably uncomfortable, and I will just panic and throw in something to fill that silence, and I'll probably throw out too much information. For example, how much I paid on that card I'm now trying to sell, which obviously you maybe lose a lot of your leverage. But, yeah, I'm just really appreciative. As someone who... You know, we don't really have card shows here in the UK. They're, they're a very rare, rare occurrence. Hopefully going forward, they won't be as rare. Obviously, I don't think they'll ever compete with what's available in the US, but just, you know, we'll take anything here. We'll take any scraps we can we can have. But yeah, he, he gives us a look behind this curtain of what happens in these shows in the US. And yeah, from both sides of the table, originally as a buyer, and now, now he's setting up at shows. So yeah, fair play to Brian and I, and I really look forward to seeing, you know, how his journey progresses. Because yeah, I mean, from the bottom, you know, he, he was a newbie to these shows. So yeah, and you know, he's, he's he, you know, it's not like, what's the saying? Like Instagram doesn't always show the true picture. You leave out the fails, you just put, you just put in the successes. No, he shows everything. He's sort of humble enough or open enough to, sh to show the fails. So maybe, you know, someone watching can learn from that. And yeah, I, I just like that. I, I like any authentic content. But yeah, authentic content just produced amazingly. Like really, honestly, so well videoed. So yeah, I'll 
first thing in the show I'll talk about is asking him just about that videography. You know, does he have a background in this? It's, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, the three guys, that, that's another unique thing to, you know, some of the league investors. It's, it's a trio or potentially a quartet now. Yeah, that, that, that's another reason they stand out, you know. And so, yeah, we'll talk about that dynamic. You know, <laughs> I guess, yeah, a lot of pros, you know, previous episode, Creps and Cards. I shouldn't talk about previous episodes on this, but yeah, another collective. And it's just, it's an interesting dynamic how that differs and, you know, pros of that, potential cons of that. But yeah, just a unique dynamic. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing more to say. We, one thing that's funny, a bit of a time difference this recording. Brian was the one up early morning and I was the one who's, you know, quite a, a relatively comfortable time for me. And he's the one that sounds wide awake and I'm the one who sounds a bit groggy. So yeah, I don't know how that happened. But yeah, anyway, onto the show. If, you, if you're on the Instagram, you know this account. So I don't need to set it up. All I'll say is, yeah. Enjoy the show. Cool, Brian. Thanks for coming on. Oh, Sunday, League, Sunday League investors, one of your USPs has got to be just whether it's a post on Instagram, a video on YouTube, or even a video on Instagram. Like they're just so well edited, produced. I, I don't know the word I want here, but yeah, they're so slick and well done. Like, is this, first of all, is it you filming everything? And do you have a background in videography? Like, how have you got this great content? Uh, yeah, well, for, thank you, Doug, uh, for for um, the kind words, man. Um, but yeah, man, we we have a lot of fun doing YouTube. And actually, I don't have any background in videography at all. Um, one of my friends, or he's actually part of like the team, uh, Keaton. He's actually a professional videographer. So you'll see like in the beginning, you'll see like very, very professionally edited stuff, which is by him. And then along the way, I kind of wanted to pick up I, his little stuff and kind of tell my own story. So he's been kind of like helping me, you know, edit um, or like just look over my edits and basically just learn everything from the ground up, ground up. Like there's a lot of things that I know could be better, but um, but it's been a lot of fun, man. But yeah, honestly, you guys, not that I follow thousands of people, but you guys really, really stand out. Obviously, amazing slick videography would be useless if it was just filming Bob painting a wall. But <laughs> I, I well. mean, that would be entertaining, though. <laughs> that would be pretty entertaining. I, I think be, putting Bob <laughs> painting, that would be interesting. I could see him doing some weird stuff there. But yeah, to be honest, you'd probably put the choice of music, the way you'd cut it would probably still make it entertaining but yeah like <laughs> fair play so yeah you you do have a bit of help but you know it's honestly it's so impressive it's just so easy to consume and just fun to consume like i genuinely look forward to when you guys release something appreciate it doug yeah i mean the thing is the idea is um when we first started the channel and i think doug you've been kind of following us from like literally from the beginning uh, i mean we're still still growing and everything but like we we kind of try to get into the, the hobby with like trying to be experts in a way, in a sense. And then it felt really awkward. And I think what our specialty is just telling us our story, you know, and kind of like it resonates with a lot of people like going to our first card show or whether it's like buying a PSA card um, that we thought was a good buy and it ends up not being a good buy. I think that resonates to more people than actually trying to act like we know everything. Oh yeah, 
like yeah it's it's fun yeah and you guys your show maybe mistakes i remember i think it was quite early days you you graded a one of cristiano ronaldo's first man united cards and i think you got back like a six and it was like what like we really thought this could be like an eight or a nine and you weren't sure why but yeah a lot of people would just leave that out and just flex the 10 on instagram the next day yeah, no. absolutely. I, I mean, the, the problem is we would have, but we didn't even have a 10 to flex. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess the overall, overall point is just so relatable for, yeah, I guess people like myself who have sort of got into the, collecting soccer at the same time as you guys. And it's, just, right. it's just good to see people having fun. Like I know for some people, this is their day job as well. And, you know, respect to them. It's awesome if this can be a job as well. But yeah, for me, it's a hobby and I just... It's just great to see people having fun as well, as well as succeeding. Like you guys have done some awesome things as well in that sense. Yeah. And I think that's, um, we're really blessed for that. And, but, but yeah, the journey has been really amazing. And I think the best part is just like, just looking back is probably the funniest, uh, parts. Cause we were like, wow, if only we knew this card was going to blow up, if only we knew how big a deal this was back then. Um, it's just super interesting to watch Like, the stuff that we film, like I think that's probably what the most I really enjoy is just looking back and saying, "Wow, I had no idea what was going on." <laughs> can I, can I ask why you mentioned that? Like, what is is there a massive a massive fail in there from the early days, or something you sold really cheap, or you know, I I don't know regret. if I I don't know. Oh, so there is a. I mean, the Dallas card show is probably the one that I it kind of resonates to me. Um, that was like the second time i went to a dallas card show uh the second dallas card show video where i picked up a mega cracks messy psa 10 it's the autographa one do you know what i'm talking about doug yes you got yes. when you said mega cracks psa 10 messy i was like what <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah yeah know. no it's the autographa though um, okay but so i i remember that i had a goal in mind i had that in mind and i also had um, the Zlatan Ibrahimovic slash David Beckham and Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, PS, uh, PSA 10 sticker, the World yeah. Cup candy. And, you know, I think this is something I'm going to be touching up on a little bit is like the perception of rarity could sometimes get you. So we all know stickers are really hard to grade. Um, yeah. And we also do know any Panini World Cup stickers is massively, massively oversupplied. Because that's how, what they're designed to do, right? That's what they're designed to do. Um, but there's also conditioned rarities that you have to think about. So my thinking was a PSA 10 Zlatan Ibrahimovic sticker, you know, all, all those players is going to be an iconic sticker. But what I didn't realize was it was so much in the hype that I, you know, I traded my national landmark PSA 10 Cristiano Ronaldo uh, card, which is one of my favorite sets of all times. Um, plus $3,000 cash. So the valuation is probably like 9K. And at the time, the pop count was like, what, 13? And I knew in my head it's going to go up. I just didn't know that a lot of people were going to flood the market when they got a 10. And in result, it went all the way down to $3,000 um, the last time I checked. So going from 9K to 3K, I mean, obviously a long-term long aspect, I know it will be okay. But at the same time, I'm just thinking I could have just held on to my national landmark, which I absolutely love. Um, but I was so much in. See, this is the problem with card shows. Sometimes you get too hyped. Like I was feeling it, Doug. I mean, I was like, 
some guy randomly paid paid me 5k for like a Diego Maradona sticker that's like a BVG I think 7.5 I was like what like take it you know like take it um <laughs> and and like I was feeling it I was like trust my instinct um and I should have just stopped at the mega cracks PSA 10 Messi because I still think that's a great buy even though it kind of fell down in value just a tad bit um and I did it with my my friend Brandon Brandon Chung so I don't mind uh, and I, you know, Roberto's amazing too. I, I, that's who I did the trade with. But at the time, I think I felt too hot, and uh, I made a very rash decision. So um, now I'm starting. Now, now I have to go back and try to figure out how to get the national landmarks back to my collection. So here we are. <laughs> do you feel? Do you feel a pressure when you're at a show that like I have to get at least one item, otherwise I've almost wasted this, yeah. this, this entry, this experience? Do you feel yeah, that pressure I or not? Uh, absolutely. Um, I, That's what you I, meant. I, I think people, I, people don't, don't really talk about that. Like sometimes when you're like trying to make content, you're like, okay, I have to do something or there's just not going to be any content. Um, and yeah, I, sometimes I put that type of pressure on me, but what I've seen is most of the time it works out for me. Like I'm able to kind of like figure out, Hey, this is probably a, good decision to do. Um, but definitely I felt a little too, I felt, I felt a little too much of juice. I had too much juice. I think, uh, in that Dallas card show specifically, that was, that was an interesting day. <laughs> so it's sort of the, yeah, blessing and a curse having a channel. Cause I, I didn't even factor it in my head. You've got to make content as well. Despite the yeah. fact I was watching that video. I think I even commented. I'm glad you brought it up. I wasn't, I didn't bring it up, but yeah, I thought, oh man, keep the national landmarks. Yes. Oh, you know, it's the craziest part. Yeah, I actually remember you telling me that and you were not the only person. Yeah, I remember there's a video. There's a little clip it at the end of the video. Troy, uh, track 415 cards. Um, he's my boy. He came in. I said, Troy, this is the trade I'm doing. What do you think? And he straight up was like, I think you should keep the national landmark. Yeah, and I was like, see, do the trade, Roberto. And we did the trade. And then the rest is history. And I was like, I look back and I'm like, wow, Troy was really telling me the truth. I should have held on to the national landmark, but it, it's still okay though. Like I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I don't know. It's like a regret, but it's something that's definitely a learning point, like to understand the procession of rarity and like, don't underestimate people like flooding the market, even if the pop is only 50, you know, when it was at 10, right. Cause that's a five X um, in the pop count. So yes. that's something to think about. Cause I think a lot of people get got crushed on, on Prism. Remember, I don't know if there's a people that have been in the hobby for like a few years or more than a few years. There was a Prism uh, hype. And the problem with that was that the perception of Prism was there's not enough graded until it was too many graded. And now yeah. it's not worth as much. And it's, yeah, it's just so hard to judge now. Because, yeah, with PSA being so backed up... You, it's, it's just so hard to judge. I think it's going to take maybe another couple of years before we get sort of, you know, until deals like that will be easier for us because we'll have a better, clearer idea of just how rare some of these things are. 100%. Yeah. Like it's, there's not enough data points, like you said. Um, so I think the best strategy that I've put pretty much have done is just looking things I truly like, you know, like the, when I bought the national landmark for 3k, in my first Dallas card show, I genuinely just love that card, you know? And I think my instinct has been pretty much pretty good. Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, there's sometimes that I get a little ahead of myself and, you know, it's not a big deal, but it, it's funny to talk about sometimes. 
But yeah, I obviously get the logic with the the candy sticker. You know, it's three incredibly iconic players. But yeah, in terms of looks, I just I love that national landmarks. Just, I know. Just all of them. You don't have to, really don't have to tell me out. a second time. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll stop talking about it. I'll move on. Oh, just no, kidding, man. That's funny. You mentioned the Dallas Card Show there. <clears throat> and I think recently you started, uh, is it right you set up at a show as a seller, the other side of the table? Absolutely. Yeah, I did. I had my second. So, so the last few weeks, I think Labor Day weekend, which is September, end of September, I believe. I forgot. But anyways, um, had had my second uh, table at Collectors Con in Tampa, and yeah, I I've been going to more card shows. I think the first card show I ever went to was the Bay Area card show, and ever since I went to that, I was just been hooked. I think every time anybody asks me where do you get the best deals, how do you get the best deals, I think absolutely you have to go to a card show. Um, eBay's cool, um, but I've actually been buying less on eBay, more in person. Or on Facebook groups, just anywhere besides eBay, you know. Um, eBay, I feel like it's just like a uh, litmus test, like just the measuring stick of like what a certain value is. But you still have to be careful too. And I guess I could talk about the story, like last night, what happened to me uh, on eBay and a golden auction, actually. Oh, you want me to? Okay, so yeah. I was trying to buy. Yeah, I was trying to buy this Erling Holland Fusion Price Footballer um, PSA nine. Like I love the price football insert from 2019 and with the fusion backgrounds, like blue, red, I mean, it, it kind of, it looks gorgeous, magnificent. And I started looking on eBay and I'm like, wow, the sales are at $2,500 and it actually ended on golden auction at $1,600. Um, but I actually put a $1,500 offer in, in golden auction, but I got outbidded. And the only reason why I didn't actually put more into it is because I started looking into the bids of some of these cards and I could tell some of these were shilled, you know, and it's very dangerous sometimes to just go off of eBay comps. So I luckily someone, I mean, hopefully the guy actually truly likes the card, um, but luckily someone outbidded me, but that was kind of disappointing. And I think that's something that people should really keep their, keep their eyes out. Cause like there's a lot of shillers out there that just care about their bag, which I completely understand, but you have to protect yourself as well. So when you when you're selling at the show, are people showing you comps when they're trying to do a deal with you? Are you checking comps, or are you pretty? Do you do you do a lot of sort of prep the day before, making sure you have an exact price range in mind for all of your cards? You know, something a price you want, a price you would accept. Do you do all that before? Is there some stuff you? Let's say you're in no rush to to sell, so you'll purposely list it quite high. And just hope that someone bites. You know how, yeah, how do you go about this? Yeah, I do. I do it every it, both ways. You know, I think you hit it nail on dot, Doug. There, there'll be play. There'll be cards that I am very lenient on. Um, I think me and Bob last time was trying to do like some color coding with our like stickers, but it just didn't work. We we end up getting confused. <laughs> like during that show, we're just like, okay, I forgot which color was the one that was firm. <laughs> like they were like, okay, we can't be doing this no more. But um, and then, yeah, there'll be cards that I will list for very high and knowing that, you know, probably won't sell, um, which is crazy because like sometimes it does sell. For example, like I sold the Messy Mega Cracks BGS 971 Biz um, to a gentleman actually in Oakland. Um, and I had no idea going into that show. I had no idea I was going to sell that card. Like that was not my goal at all. And the card shows, you just never know what's going on. And 
a lot of people will, it's normal to talk about comps, right? I think sometimes we get this like bad vibes of like, oh, if we check comps, it's annoying, but it's actually very normal. Everybody's very understanding. One thing I will say is a lot of people at that particular show that came up to me that wanted to sell, they all bought very, very high. So it was very hard to negotiate because I'll tell them, hey, listen, this is what's going on right now. Um, it seems like you bought it and it'll tell me that they, they bought it too high and we wouldn't be able to strike a deal because I would just be like, unless you're willing to lose money, um, I would just keep that card. Yeah. I think long term, they'll appreciate you just being honest like that. You know, they, I mean, that's they're the way really... you're supposed to do it, right? Like, they, yeah. There's no, like, yeah, it's cool to make a quick buck, but like, um, there's no point. Like, there's no point. The hobby is so small. Uh, and like, and I, I'm a big guy in car, karma, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be on the good side of the karma. 100%. But yeah, so, so myself, I'm about to head to my first ever show just as a buyer. And is it, is it, are you always expecting to, so, so I, I'm still not. I'm still not sure if I can go up to a table. So I'm not going to be there with a table. But and will they always be buying cards? Will they, will they always be open to trades? Right. That's a good question. Um, Do you have to so, ask? Is it expected? So, hey, listen, listen, Doug. You know, when you're at a card show, all the respect goes away. You know, <laughs> like so. What I mean is, like, literally, I at the national, um, I was going inside to sell. And I literally had to just go up to every single table like, hey, are you are you buying right now? And most of the time they are willing to look. But I also on the flip side is you have to also remember you just lost all your leverage. You usually went up to them saying you want to buy. You can't sell at full comps now. You know, you're going to have to you're going to have to like kind of have some wiggle room. if you're going to try to sell unless you find like a person that's really, truly looking for that, that card, which is also happens as well, but it's not as common. So, it, yeah, but yeah, it, it's super normal asking people, hey, are you looking to buy? Um, and usually they're willing to work with you, you know, um, but, but also you have to remember you lost all your leverage. So you're not going to, you cannot extract full maximum value um, if you're selling to a dealer. Like, but yeah. as for your dealer, though, then you have all the leverage, you know, you're like, hey, I have cash. I can help you out. You came up to me. Um, and. and and that's easier to work with, but either or it works. But yeah, don't don't feel feel nervous. I think it's really it's it's normal. Yeah, but no, what you said about losing leverage because I always thought, okay, if you're dealing off off of eBay at a card show, maybe you take ten percent off, you know, the eBay fees mm -hmm. or and the shipping cost. Obviously, you're just going to trade there and then. But yeah, watch people like Sasha Sasha Tamadon. He'll go in at like 70%, and that's just like a norm. For me, that's like, whoa, that seems, you know, that that's seems too low a percentage, but it, apparently it's quite, it's quite normal. That's normal. I, I, would, I would actually argue 70% is pretty good. Um, that, that's kind of signaling that people are really, truly buying because 70%, like there's people that only go at 60% or 50%. Um, and like, but for me, I'm like kind of like on a, you know, use case basis like like just certain situations right like if it's a card that you know you can move quick then sure 70 percent might be good but if it's a card that you or sticker that you're like you know it could move could not you're gonna have to go 60 50 percent and i tell people like hey listen i'm gonna try to move this today right so if you could work with me with this price and like, we could talk if not then it's no big deal um and i just point them to all all the different soccer or footy uh dealers around the show and maybe they're interested in those you know yeah 
yeah, I just, I just can't wait for that feeling. You've had it, but just that first deal, even a trade, I've never done a trade. Just that first in person <laughs> where you, you're not worrying about shipping, you're not worrying about them returning it for some yep, crazy yep. reason, and you can see the exact condition. Like exactly, it's still key. Photos. Yeah, it's key, man. Like, like, I mean, it's it is a great experience, and like, I know I can't wait to see your first trade. It's gonna be fun because once you get your first trade out of the way, then you're like, all right, this this is just clockwork, right? Like, like let's keep working. Um, let's let's what's the next trade? And it's literally just literally you from there on. You're going to do a lot of crazy stuff. It's going to be cool. But yeah, I think you, I don't know. I can't remember if it was a trade, but your Clint Dempsey patch auto, was that, was that a trade or a cash buy? Hmm. Oh, okay. I remember I was trying to trade it. I was trying to trade it, but he wasn't moving on it. And I mean, I had to pull a trigger on that one. And plus it was a Jersey number, which I've noticed. I actually have a few Jersey number cards. I had no idea I had um got lucky which is i know it's like crazy how lucky i get uh but yeah uh it's a jersey number patch auto uh i, I love clint dempsey man like that's that's my, that's my pc right there yes yeah, so i was gonna say you've mentioned it's a pc i think apart from myself i think you're the only person i've seen with a clint dempsey card and i, I just wanted to ask what i've never asked someone in america what his reputation is like there like, so he actually has He's not like completely beloved, actually, with American uh, soccer or f- football fans, actually. So, okay, yeah, he has like kind of like a cult following that he kind of kind of said a little bit before we we're on the podcast. He's known for his grittiness, like you know the typical American style, but he's also known for just doing stuff that you're just like, why would you try that? You know, why would you try to backheel it when you could have just simply um do a one two or something like that or, or like he'll try to chip the keeper <laughs> you know when you're not really you should just like just put it in you know put pick a corner put, pick a bit you know the percentages. he goes for the yeah. flare yeah yeah it goes for a flare and i just love 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 that because you need somebody like that um especially if you're trying to play against top level competition and he's he's shown it right he's done it a few times and i think he's super like it represents what American footballer should be, right? That's that's like yeah. when I look at it, I'm like, man, if I, we could have 10 Clint Dempsey's or 11 Clint Dempsey's, um, I think the U.S. men's national team would be amazing. Um, so so that's the reason why I love him uh, so much, actually, because like he never he's never quit for the team either. You know, like I like I love Dan, Landon Donovan, but he's had his moments. But yeah, so Clint Dempsey is definitely the guy. I love it. Did did he get you? I don't know if you're a neutral in terms of MLS. Did he get you supporting the Sounders a bit, or no, no, no? I, I mean, I'm a, so I'm from Orlando. So uh, well, I went to school and worked in Orlando. So I'm an Orlando City fan. So um, that's that's where my heart is. But I, when he went to MLS, I was like, whatever. It, you know, he deserves it. <laughs> Fair play. But yeah, I was just really curious because. Yeah, he's like a cult figure. He's not a huge figure in the UK, but he just seems like such a cool player. And he was had a bit of a cult following if you were a fancy football player here. Yeah, I mean, he played for Fulham, you know, and he he did very good for Fulham. Um, and I think he could have done, I think he, he really had his, he could have been better um, in the right situation for Spurs, you know. But he he still had a decent, decent uh, he did career, right, though. Numbers wise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, I, that's the reason why I like Clint Dempsey, man. He's just... He just and he has a crazy story too, like his story about how he was in Texas and he actually he actually had a sister that was supposed to be very very good in tennis, but the problem is 
like their parents could only go to uh, kind of like just help um, one one of the kids, right? So tennis was more obviously more important at the time, but his sister passed away. Um, I forgot for what, I think from illness. And then he made it a point to kind of like make sure soccer was a way out of like, like where he was living and grown up and all that. So he would, yeah. I think, drive two or three hours every every day or something like that for practice. Jeez. But no, I love that little bit of context about him. You added. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're probably the only two that care about Clint Dempsey. So I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that since I've said it, I've got so many free cards of Clint Dempsey and these are not just cards. Like someone gave me his on-card auto. I'm just like, I'll pay for it. But they're just like, no, keep it. I'm like, all right. I mean, don't tell me twice. Yeah. Well, no, it's just because, yeah, he isn't, he is your record goal scorer. But the problem is he's joined with Josie Altador, so that kind of takes the gloss off of it. Yeah, is he joined with, I thought, it was, was it Josie or Landon? I think he was joined with Landon, right? Hey, how you doing, listener? This is Tony Toploader interrupting temporarily just to say that Ryan, Ryan, who the hell is Ryan? Brian is absolutely correct about Clint Dempsey being joint with Landon Donovan at the top of the goal scorer charts, okay? It's not that phony Josie out of the door. He's number three, in fact, okay? So until this little pipsqueak peppy, until he goes up, it's Dempsey and Donovan at number one. And Dempsey did it in fewer caps, so is he not the real number one? Just throwing it out there. Anyway, Tony Toploader over and out. Back to the show. Well, it doesn't matter. It you, might but, be yeah. one of you, right? But yeah, I, I wish he broke it. It would have been great. Um, but it's all good. You know, I think we all know like Clint was like the man back then. So yeah, no, that was good to see. But another player you seem very fond of, uh, Son Hyungmin or Hyungmin Son. Yes. Correct me if I've got it the wrong way around. Honestly, uh, man, I mess his name up all the time. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not Korean, so that's probably why. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I understand how it's very something to kind of say his name. I just say son, man. Yeah, that's the easier way to say it. But no, every time you read his name, it's in a different order. Exactly. What the heck is all that about? Like, can someone make up their mind? Yeah, exactly. But no, like, um, so yeah, EPL Prism, I'm sure is coming. I'm sure there's going to be another one this season. Is this the season they finally do the Son Kaboom? And if so, is that a card you, you want to go after? Oof. You know, that's a really tough question. And, it's and so the reason, yeah, it's for, yeah, it's first off, it's overdue. But then I'm also like, what about his color blast? Like, I want his color blast way more than his kaboom because I feel like the, the way Panini, the, the direction Panini is doing is, is that the print runs can be even more. Um, and I can't imagine them not just printing Sun's first kaboom, uh, one and only kaboom this year. I mean, they have to do it this year. I don't know what. Does he like, have a color blast already? He has a color blast. Yeah, he, he, I, I think he has already. actually okay. two two color blasts. Actually, one or two, I don't know. I know he has one for sure. Um, and which is really weird. It's like super liquid. I don't know. How, it's always on auction for some reason, and it always sells at around the same price, which is really weird. Um, but yeah, it's weird because like Panini has gotten him to like has really rare inserts inserts of him, like the national landmark as well super peculiar that they don't have a kaboom even though like there's definitely players that you could replace to put sun as kaboom you know like i think there's like um actually i can't even name any players because i don't even know <laughs> but yeah so yeah i they, think they, it, they did pain then they did deli alley which yeah it's like 
four years too late to do him. Yeah, it's like who's doing? Who's like? Are they living back then or something? Like, what's going on? Like, Delhi Ali is decent, but like he's not as relevant as today. It's got to be this year. Like, I don't know who else. Lucas Mora, but it's got to be Son. <laughs> Lucas Mora, clearly... please go. If I see that, I'll I'll just like I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I you know it's funny. I didn't even think of a a Son Kaboom until you even brought it up. I was, yes, because just when last year's set released, I was like, this is it. Oh, it's Deli Alley. Like, come on. <laughs> I know mine's just an opinion that it should be him, but... No, I don't it, think there's a lot of Deli Alley collectors out there. But so Compared to just, Sun, Sun collectors, I, I, think yeah. I, could put, I think I could say that confidently. And his style is quite, you know, explosive player. It just, he just fit, he'll fit the card. They need to do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, yeah, he literally had so many, like, like bangers out there like come on what else does this guy need to do <laughs> yeah. so yeah don't you i know I, I was gonna say don't you have a friend who's at panini but no i think he just goes to those like um what are they called not conventions the where they update people with like hobby news and new releases um i actually I have his name. i so i i'm pretty cool with him. yeah so there's a uh Kevin, Kevin Giraj, really cool guy. He actually does the like the editing, the photography for some of these cards, and not just soccer, just for everything like basketball, American football, like you name it. Like oh. he does all those things. So that's 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 like the old closest I've gotten <laughs> to Panini. <laughs> um, but I also know I also know somebody um, that's that kind of heads not heads the soccer, but like he's pretty deep into the soccer products for Panini and. Um, I haven't talked to them for a while, but I know they 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 do keep keep a close eye. Like they're, they're trying, you know. It's really yeah. it's an emerging market, um, so there's gonna be a lot of like just missteps, not missteps, but like just like little little things that just fall through the cracks. Oh, this could be awkward. Then my next question, if you know someone there, because I was gonna just ask, what's your thought on the current roster of you know releases? You know, which are your favorites? Which do you think we won't mm. see in a couple of years? Just yeah, which I think. I will say Tops is doing a better job. Okay. I, I will say Tops is doing a little bit better job from just like a just excitement level, right? Like what brings excitement? Prospects. That's like regardless, yeah. do I do I invest in prospects as much? Not really. Um, but I think Tops has done a little bit better. I think Panini's cards are actually better looking, but they really need to figure out like their checklist. Like I like one thing I've noticed, or I've, I talked about this a lot, is like EPL is a great, the, the best league in the world. Like it's just hands down the best league in the world at this point. But the problem is it's not really a prospecting league, right? Like people come to the EPL usually as like, um, as not, I wouldn't say a finished product, but like people already know, know a lot of these names. Whereas like, you know, people from like Bundes, Bundesliga, Right, like yeah. Bundesliga is kind of like the the league that people are just like looking for prospects in, even though they don't really do the best transition to EPL. Um, but no, it's like it's more excitement, right? Um, I think I wish they could do a better job in the in the type of sense. Like maybe I know Syria is kind of almost there. They did that with Panini Chronicles, but I wish they did a little bit better with like prospecting. Because how many more historic tickets do we need for Cristiano Ronaldo? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and Ro- Rooney's got loads of his historic tickets. Jesus, Beckham, yeah, man. Beckham, my God, like, 
when you, when I saw the they signed the deal with Beckham, I was like, all right, I mean, rest in peace. Like, if you if you think your auto is like rare, good luck, man. Yeah, they are. They've overdosed in him. Gone from nothing to yeah, way too much. Yeah. But what do you think though? Like, are you more of a Panini guy or a Tops guy for this year? Oh, for this year. I mean, I, I almost want to say neither. Controversial. <laughs> oh, okay. That's there we hard. go. Is it controversial? Because, like, I mean, you're kind of like not taking any sides. So, my, my, my favorite set is Tops Chrome Champions League 2017 2018. That was my. So, if they I still hear you, brother, that, I would I say hear top. You. But, yeah. So, I, I have an affinity with Panini just from, you know, from growing up as a kid in, in the UK. You know, Panini stickers for World Cups. That's my affinity with them. In terms of this year, I mean, what do they have? Mosaic, Prism. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to say. It's, I'm gonna... Yeah, it's not that great. You know, it's not that great. I, it's, I don't know what to say <laughs> either. You know, it's like, I wish there was a little bit more. I wish there was a little bit more. Well, can I ask your favorite set of all time? And I'll, I'll split it into, let's say, pre modern, vintage, and yeah, from 2020, so ultra modern. Like what, what are your favorite sets? So my favorite set is the National Landmark. <laughs> like, I think that's not, like, I hate, like, I, I know it's like a subset, but like, that is like the grail for me. Like, I've, I've been so obsessed with National Landmarks because like, no one knows about them. Like, Doug, you have no idea. People have no idea National Landmark is a, a thing at all. Yeah. And I, I kind like, of hope they don't have it in... 2022 set because that will make yeah, the that would more, suck. more unique well, well what will it though right like you know I, I i sometimes think about like how do cards have like a cult following how do cards have like a following like kaboom obviously they have to look good but there's a lot of pr- products that look good like prize football looks good but there's no really narrative like well 2019 i think well this so this is very subjective what i just said but 2019 no, i like it too especially yeah, as Harland and it's his Salzburg kit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the the parallels are insanely beautiful. But will I say people are out there looking for it? Not really. Um, And I think there needs to be like a narrative behind cards, like certain sets where people can gravitate to, right? Like Kaboom, um, there's a narrative behind all that. So like I think 2022 would help if they had national landmarks. It would bring awareness. Yeah, it would bring more awareness. It would help actually more than we think it would hurt. Like, because the thing is, people don't know it even exists. That's the problem, right? Yeah. Like, how can you move, move something that no one knows about? Because, um, like, you have no idea. I have, I have to, like, a lot of people that saw the, my national landmark was like, what set is this from? You know? And it's like, well, you have 20,000 Mbappe Prism PSA 10s. <laughs> it's from that set. And they had no yeah. idea. Do you know print runs? Like, I know it's probably never been published, but do you have like an estimate or, or even just pop reports? You know, of national landmarks. Yeah, like let's so, say the one you sold. I heard there's like one per case. So just okay, try to, so case try to do a, try to do a math. I don't know how many cases there were out, but like one per case is pretty darn rare, especially back then, 2018. Um, even though there were a lot of them produced, but I think one per case is pretty wild. Um, and I've been looking at the pop reports. They don't, I've never, I haven't seen anything over a hundred like per player yet. So that give perspective. Um, and I, yeah, I just think it's beautiful. 
just a beautiful card. But and then I also like the 2017 Panini Select Kabooms, right? Yes. Um, people, I don't think people put enough attention. I mean, we, we're talking about some of the most beautiful design cards in that in like Kaboom history. I mean, we're talking about Robin Van Persie uh, header in the World Cup. I mean, how iconic does that get? You know, um, and it's like. I just think people don't like a lot of a tremendous players in that set. I think people forgot about that set as well. Wait, I'm just labeling this podcast as an 18 because you're talking dirty to me right now. What one second? <laughs> yeah, yeah, carry on. But yeah, no, that set and the fact they're pack pulled those ones. I know it's another debate, but me, me personally, the fact they're from an actual set as opposed to the 2018 Panini Rewards ones, which I don't think a lot of people know. Oh, I didn't know those 2018 rewards. I had no idea. So those, yeah. so 2018 is actually rewards. So yeah, 2017 was, were actual case hits. 2018, yeah, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, they were from packs which literally only had kabooms in them. Two packs. That pack. is so wild, bro. I had no idea. Wow, I just learned something. That's crazy to me. So it, obviously, they look the same. The 2018 ones are still awesome. You got some great players. You've obviously got Mbappe, Neymar. But yeah, a little bit of gloss has taken off compared to 2017, which A, was the first soccer set, and B, was, sorry, first soccer Kaboom set. You know what I mean? And Select and, yeah, too, yeah. right? Is it from the Select? Yeah. It's from the Select. Uh, and, and then, I mean, the, I mean, it's so iconic. Like, I mean, you have like Messi and his Argentinian, Argentina kit, right? Which was a negative until this year. Oh, <laughs> true, true, very yeah, true, yeah. very true. Um, but yeah, it's like, and uh, yeah, Pulsic first kaboom, and he's like doing like a freaking scissor kick, you know? It's like, what? Like, man, these are beautiful. Didier Drogba? Like, oh my God. Like, I just think that's a great set if people are looking into trying to collect something. Um, I think Lewandowski's in there too. So, yes. the, those are those. That's a set that I just think, I don't think anybody is really thinking about. Um, but I will say, like, the newer kabooms, I would be little bit worried i just think they're just producing way too much way too much so you think they were there were higher print runs for the latest prison ones for example 100 more okay which is good i mean i mean it means that the market is in demand but you know scarcity does play a role right so like if i could, if you gave me a choice i'll be like all right, all right i want the most scarce yeah okay so i'm gonna this isn't a smooth segue I'm going to go back to the fact that, you know, Sunday League investors, it's not just you on your own. There's, I was going to say three, but you've mentioned your, you know, your videographer. So it could be four of you now. I've yeah, noticed them popping up more and more in videos. Maybe it's, it's becoming more official now. <laughs> but yeah, what just the, the whole dynamic. It's funny. I've recently talked to Creps and Cards, which I've only recently found out is also a collective yeah, what, what? Oh, I had no idea how... either, dude. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah, so cool. Tim and his brother and a cousin helps out sometimes. Good for them. Yeah, you'll hear about that soon. But no, you guys as well. Like, is it, I assume it's way more fun, but also, you know, what are the positives and negatives of, you know, being part of a trio? Hmm. I mean, I guess we could talk about negatives first, get that out of the way. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, negatives, I would say, is that. We all have like we, we when you're dealing with more people, right? You can't have like you might have an idea might be different from what people think. Uh, you know the other others think, right? So like 
it's yeah. sometimes there's like a stopgap, right? Like there's a little bit of friction, um, a little bit more coordination. Um, let's see. Just, that, just how much of it is collective? For example, I know you and Bob went in on that messy mega cracks, you know, quite, quite early. I think it was the BGS nine, maybe. It was actually, no, so that was just me. Uh, the Cristiano Ronaldo Mega Cracks PSA 9 is the one we went in together. Yes, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was just wondering how much is, you know, solo, how much is together? So, actually, most of the collection that people see is just me and Bob. There will be some cards where, like, the Cristiano Ronaldo Eminence is, like, me, Bob, and Luigi. Um like there's other cards that I, I've split with other people as well, um, with Keen as well. But most of the collection is just me and Bob. So me and Bob actually started this hobby together. Like I wasn't scared. I was too scared to kind of put money into like cardboard in the beginning. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, Bob, we should try to at least try, try this. We have nothing else to do. And, you know, the thinking was like, if I lose money, at least he lose money. You know, it's not too bad. <laughs> you know, we, we both lose money. Um, but the upside was like, all right, if this is something that we could actually do something together because we've always wanted to do like some sort of business together. Um, like I've always been into different businesses. Bob's like, he, he's interested in business. So we were like, hey, it might be a really cool idea to start. And so we started with basketball and then transitioned to all footy and soccer pretty much. Like we do some other sports, but man, footy and soccer is literally all it is. And then we convinced Luigi to get into soccer as well because we we all worked together and went to school together. So, and he's very, he loves, loves he's always grown up cards. So we're like, yo, there's an opportunity. So he got in and then uh, Keen, um, I reconnected with him a while back when he was actually doing a commercial for my parents' business. And I'll, and I remember, I'll never forget this day. Like, so I remember I was like telling him, bro, I gave him like 20, 2016 Euro prism, Cristiano Ronaldo cards. I said, listen to me, these are like $5 right now, but these are going to be worth something one day. Take these. And that's where it started for him as well, which was crazy to me. Cause I was so like convicted at the time, um, which is like looking back, I'm like, wow, I don't even know what, what I was on, but yeah. So that's how we all kind of got started. And that's, that's, cool. how, that's how we kind of allocate everything together. So, and would you say, let's just take you and Bob, you do you have the sort of the same level of caution? Is one of you reckless isn't the right word, but is one of you, <laughs> you more, reckless? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little reckless. reckless. I'm is reckless. One you, is one of you more tight with money and you need, you need the other one to sort of nudge you to help you make these deals? Yeah, dude, I'm reckless. I'm, I'm so reckless, dude. Like, uh, so he balances you out. Yeah, yeah, it's a gift and a curse. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah. So he's very cautious. So he'll make very well thought out, like very thought out um, decisions. For me, yeah. it's just like you have, like I believe, like I think you have to have both, right? You have to have the instinctual, um, I uh, instinctual uh, uh, decision making, and also be well, very well thought out. But sometimes I rely on instincts a little too much. <laughs> sometimes it gets me in trouble, but then obviously it just takes one instinctual decision to really make it up. Um, whereas he's like, all right, let's be well methodical. Let's, let's think this out. Um, and yeah, and that leads to a lot of tough, tough conversations as a, as business partners, right? Like I know it's kind of yeah. weird to say business partners for like cards, but like it's, it's true when you're dealing with a lot of money, yeah, you don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to, like there'll be times where I will be like, yo, Bob, I just spent like 5k. <laughs> like, Hey, it's, 
what do you think? And then we'll be, he'd be like, I don't know if you should have done that, you know? So we'll have a, that tough conversation. But I'm like, all right, well, let's try to figure out how to get out of here. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like how our our partnership works. So the difference is you're, you're telling me you just spent 5K, whereas he'll come to you and say, I'm thinking of spending 5K. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, like it's like... He says, like, I ask for forgiveness, um, usually. <laughs> like, it's not even like, yeah, a conversation. But no, it's the good thing is, like, we don't kill each other on decisions. We just, yeah. like, say, hey, all right, let's, let's move on. Or, um, and we trust each other, too. That's, that's the biggest thing. Like, big, the biggest thing is having trust in each other and having good communication. But I just think, I just think you're so lucky to, to be doing this with school friends, like old school friends. That's, that's awesome. It's weird, man. Like, I never thought... Yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's not even like just the pack we have, like the two or three people we have. We actually have other other friends in the background that invest. Like, you know, we got one of our other friends that got into UFC, um, and like, it's just crazy to see how the hobby has kind of like trickled down to like just people that never thought about getting into cards at all. That's awesome. But yeah, once you show them the logic and they see your results, I mean. It's not all just about making money, but yeah, let's be honest, yeah. we'll do that as well. Like they see yeah, it results. helps though, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's okay. It's okay. But I think what happens is like, it's, it's, you come in for the money, um, but you really stay for the personal collection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's really how, how I think it, I truly believe it kind of transitions in like never would have thought would be like, I would never sell my Clint Dempsey patch auto. You know what I mean? Like, that's just so weird to me for me to say, cause I would, he, usually I would be like, all right, if there's a certain price, I mean, obviously if someone offered me a decent amount of money, that'll be a little different, but I'm not trying to move that anytime soon, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I have the same feeling of mine. Coincident, nothing to do with the fact that it's not really going anywhere price-wise, but yeah, pure coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even think anybody really wants to come Death Sea Patch Auto, but I do. <laughs> no, that, that, but that's what I love. I mean, in, in this case, it's it's a player I sort of have a little collection of as well. But I just love seeing other people's, yeah, other people's Clint Dempsey. The guy is obviously not anywhere near a goat conversation, but no. as opposed to just seeing the same cards every day, I want to know who everyone else's Clint Dempsey is. It's just, you know, it's always interesting to see. Mm, that's a good. That's a good way to put it. I like that. But no, I just, I'll tell you what, one thing I wanted to do. I've half pre-warned you. It's a little game. You just need to say me, Bob, or Luigi. Okay. okay. And I'm just going to say like best at something, worst at something, most something, least something. So yeah, just a one word answer if you're happy to go ahead. Absolutely. And uh, Bob, Luigi, if some, for some reason, or Keen, or Keen, if you're some, for some reason listening to this, I'm sorry, man. I'm telling the truth. Okay. So most likely to be late for something. Oh, that's me. You're taking that one yourself? You're taking yeah, the L? A, yeah, that's me. Man, how do you get stuff? You get so much stuff done. How you, maybe you're so uh, late, you're actually early for the next thing by accident. I don't think so. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> there's one way to look at it, but no, I'm very late to just random stuff. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a bad habit. Yeah. Fair. Okay, best, best soccer player? Me. 100%. I... If they even try to have a conversation about this now, like Luigi, he, he was a goalkeeper. Oh, was he? I mean, yeah. that sort of says it in itself. I mean, he's good. <laughs> he's good. He was like, you know, we play, you know, we play, we, we play academy, you know, it's not a big deal, but I think I'm better. 
I would I would love to play footy though with like you know with like other collectors. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be cool. Put a card on the line for like the losing team or something. Damn, that would be oh my god, oh jeez, that would, that would turn into some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, but that would be good content. I'll tell you that. People will be getting ringers in like. Oh yeah, yeah. Collector. Yeah, the tackles like you're not pulling out fifty fifty balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bet this is a weird one. But I'm going to leave in. Best eye for a raw card that will gem. If that makes sense. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, yeah. Probably Luigi, man. You know. I, th- I think Luigi. Fair. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. Um, he's, he actually submitted before us and he got like, he gemmed a few cards in. We're just like, what, what? <laughs> it's like, huh? How did you even do this? And it was like the pretty tough set. It was the 2006 uh, Panini World Cup set. Um, 2000, okay, 2002. Yeah. 2002, sorry. 2002. Because like 2002 has very terrible QCs. They're all sticking to each other. And somehow he I think jumped. I saw the video. It had Zidane, Ronaldo. Yeah, Brazil. that was him. Yeah, yep, yep, that's him. Yep. Fair enough. Okay, worst dressed. Worst dressed, probably, probably, probably have to say, uh, Keen. Keen. He always wears the same stuff. Hopefully, he has loads of pairs of the same stuff. Yeah, he has loads of pairs of the same stuff. <laughs> and I would definitely say next would be Luigi. Luigi has funny uh, fashion. <laughs> I'm you, sorry. Uh, I, I don't think this is a good idea, but let's keep I, going. I <laughs> You could have phrased it as best dressed. It's less. Yeah, I'll, I'll move on. Best dancer. Best dancer. Oh. You know, uh, it has to be a. Oh. Probably. I, I feel like it should be Luigi, but I feel like Keen would surprise me. I think Luigi is probably the best dancer. He knows bachata, merengue, you know, all those Latin stuff. So. Okay. If, if you ask that here in the UK, that probably means just who's the most shameless and the funniest dancer. Who's the most shameless? Especially the guy. Like the best dancer is just the person who can make you laugh rather than like oh. actual ballroom dancing. That's yeah. hilarious. Okay, a final one. Best best chef or best cook? Best cook. Wow, no. that's a very hard question. Or the opposite. Who is just shameful and you just, if you're at that place, you have to, you have to get takeaway. Like, um, like take. Oh, okay. So who's just like the wouldn't or take out? I'm not sure what you call it there. Probably me, man. You know, I'm a very simple guy. I eat like chicken nuggets. Like I'm like 10 years old, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I can literally live off of. Like if you ask them what's my diet, it will literally be just chicken nuggets, a smoothie, um, and then, like a tortilla. <laughs> That's like I'm like a 10 year old diet. Yeah. It's a shame, but yeah, fair it enough. It is. Yeah, too, you know, too busy, right? I'm late to everything. I can't cook. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Bring them all together. But yeah, that is my slightly... <laughs> That's slightly a great... game of me, Bobo Luigi. No, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what they say, Jesus. Oh, man. I need to, I need to get Bob on, then I need to get Luigi on and, and compare. You might Just... as well. You might as well. <laughs> like, I don't know what you'll get, but you'll get something. Special, oh, best soccer player. I could, I could, I could break you guys apart with that debate. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think there's a conversation behind that, but I think they, I think so. 
Maybe, maybe Keen. I don't. I've never seen Keen play footy, so we'll see. <laughs> okay, he could be a stealth. He could be a stealth superstar. You never know. You never exactly never know. So okay, so I've kind of touched on card shows with you. Another thing topic I really wanted to get into is uh, grading. So. You, I assume it's common knowledge. If you, like myself, you follow you, you know, you've been actually running a submission group for, is it, is it over a year? Give what, Man, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know, actually. Um, I have to check back. I have to check back. I know my YouTube videos probably would give, give me a timestamp, but it's definitely been a while, actually. So it's kind of crazy to think because I remember, I still, it still feels so new to me. Yeah, but especially a really useful thing now though is that you you've also you know started grading with SGC because so, I think a lot of us out here are sort of looking on from the outside, sort of letting other people grade with SGC, maybe hoping it gets some traction, but also wanting to know how harshly they grade and stuff. Right. So yeah, based based on that experience, can I just ask? I, I'm sure it won't get you in trouble, but do you think? Do you think they grade on a par? Is is one more harsh? Um, so originally, I didn't think SGC was graded as well compared to PSA. But over time, since the demand has picked up, it's been really interesting. Like so when you say as well, what do you mean as harshly or yeah, as harshly? Yeah. So like okay. you know, if you send ten cards in, it's almost a guarantee you get one or two, three tens. Right. That's from my anecdotal experience. Right. Yeah. I don't know if somebody else has a different experience, but that's why I found out when I submitted in the beginning and beginning as in like a few months ago. And then now what I'm starting to see is they're grading almost just I mean, maybe not as hard as PSA, but literally a notch below PSA, which is I think uh, it wakes people up. Um, you can't just send in whatever if you're trying to flip something right if it's a pc it's no big deal but now it's like really important to look at it as if you're submitting to psa like yeah. now when i'm looking at a card i'm i'm judging as if it's a psa card because they're starting to really pick up on little things and tens are not as easy anymore which i think it's good for the hobby you That's, know you yeah, don't want, I, I agree you don't want to yeah yes. you don't want to be submitting a SGC 10 and knowing that it's not as good as a PSA 10 condition wise, like yeah. from a little condition wise. But now if you do, at least you feel better that it's like conditionally, it's like as good as a PSA 10. Okay. And I, I know you've said overall there, but do you notice splits within sock, uh, sorry, stickers and cards as well? Or is it pretty so, even there so, as well? That's a really good question. So I think stickers for SGC are still really tough. Like you're not going to just gem just because you want to, but I don't think they're as harsh as PSA, like yet. But it's still very hard to gem. Um, but yeah, yeah, but I will say they're definitely tougher than BGS. BGS is probably the easiest for stickers from my point of view. Yeah, from your anecdotal experience. But the reason I ask you is, you know, you're pre-grading lots and lots of these things. So yeah, compared to the average person just collecting. You probably have seen more of these cards and stickers before and after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we you actually can't... had... Go ahead. I was going to say, you can't pump yourself up, but I can. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a decent yeah, position yeah. to judge. Well, pre appreciate it, appreciate it. Uh, but no, but I actually... So I had a story how I had his Laton 
sticker that I looked at and like, I think my pre-grading is not, it's not, it's not perfect, but I think I have a pretty good percentage, like, you know, 9.5 out of 10, I believe, like I, I'm very sure what's going on. And I remember sending the sticker in for PSA and got a PSA six, which stunned, stunned me. Right. Like, I just, it's like not a good situation. You know, it's never a good situation when you, when you review and it comes back at a PSA six. Yeah. Yeah. And then I cracked it, um, to put it SGC just to see what would happen. And it got an 8.5. Um, and that kind of proved to me like some things PSA, I, I don't know, man, like as a business, it's not good for me to say this, but like, that's not the point. The point is to tell people like give value, right? Like, I don't know if you should be sending in bulk stickers, right? Like, I think you should probably like limit the bulks or really check your stickers because PSA is not messing around with stickers. Like so weird is like, I, if you look at the group subs recently, if you submit bulk stickers, it's almost a guarantee you're going to get a six somewhere. Yeah. So I, I mean, I know from personal experience, I just I just got some stickers back. And oh, nice! All, so you can tell me, yeah. Every single one was a five or a six from PSA. Wow, really? And since then, I've really investigated it, talked to some people, and a theory. I'm not saying it's reality; it's just a current theory. Is that it's a slight sort of curve on the sticker? You know, sometimes they sort of bow. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And, and I'm starting to think that too. Yeah, I, I think that's that's uh, something that I am pointing out to clients as well. Like listen, this is starting to curve a little bit and I don't know if it's a factor, but now I'm looking at everything for stickers. I'm, I'm not, I'm just not playing around with stickers. Yes. But, but, but I think they, let's say there's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of bowing. I, it seems they potentially treat that like a crease or a crimp and yep. instantly four or five uh, grades down regardless yep. of the rest of the sticker. That, so, yeah. I mean, dude, it has to be right. Like, what like yes, I get centering, I get the miscut, but I also believe the the printing of the Panini stickers or well, they're usually Panini stickers. I think that plays a role too. Like if the printing isn't as like sometimes you you'll see like some off printing stuff, like in the back or maybe in the front. That's something that I think they look at as well. Um, and, and but yeah, it's it's still overall tough, man. It's it's something that it's not. Like they shouldn't be easy, but I wish they could tell us what's going on, <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess you can't complain if you send to. Uh, I was going to say just PSA, but SGC is the same, no subgrades. But yeah, that that's what you sign up for. If you want yep. subgrades, there are other places to go with them. Hundred percent. But you've kind of, you've kind of answered one of my next questions about stickers specifically, and there's a there's a few other. I'm not going to say myths because that's sort of suggesting they're not true, but. I just want to ask you, do you, I hear so many times about 2018, 2019 Panini optics being really tough grades mm. because of the centering usually, which part of me then thinks, well, why don't you just buy one with good centering? But I guess people there are referring to when they come out of packs, you know, pack pulled copies. Yeah. yeah is that something you subscribe to? Do you believe that? optics. So I don't know if it's actually just the centering. I actually seen more surface issues with these optics. Like, so they, they have this like little gloss on them. So why I've seen is like, you'll have like a little bit of like chipping, um, or a scratch on them. Whereas when Don Russ, just a Don Russ 
2018 is actually very easy to grade. Like they don't have that little chrome finish. So there's no scratches usually, and it's very easy to pick up on. So okay. that's, that's, I think that's where people get it from. Um, cause that, that would make sense. Cause the one people normally refer to specifically is the optic hollow, which yep. would be really sort of shiny scratch. Yep. Scratch yep. sensitive. It, exactly, Another one. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. I've maybe cut you short, but yeah. Uh, oh no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna say I wanted to check out like the PSA pop counts on like the gem mint rates. That'll be really interesting to see. True. I should have done that before this. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Like it's just something like I don't, it's just so many sets out there. You know, you don't know what to be checking. So for sure. So another one I hear is kabooms are tough grades. Kabooms are tough grades. In what sense? Like to gem or like to just to gem? Yeah. Ooh. That's one I've heard a lot. I'm Man, not I sure know. I agree with personally. Man, I don't, I don't know who said that. I don't know who said that. Uh, well, I have a kaboom coming back. So if this comes out at eight, I might look like an idiot. But no, I think they're pretty. <laughs> I think they're pretty easy to figure out because the last two kabooms I graded for someone came back at nine and ten. And honestly, man, those I don't think they should be like from what I've seen. I don't know that those are really true nines and tens though. Like there was a huge scratch in the back of the pulsage. Um, there was like, there was some like surface, little surface little things on the messy, but those came out as 10 nines. And I think the reason why is because kabooms are so like, they have the, like the, the uh, blurry, the blurry, blurry. Um, I don't know. It, it looks kind of blurry on their car, on the card. So like, I feel like the greatest it's possible for graders to miss those type of little things like on the surface. Cause like PSA really cares about surface. Yep. And yeah. That's why I tuned as well. Yeah. So I, I completely agree with you, man. I don't, I think, I don't know if kaboons are really tough grades. Cause yeah, it's something I heard, but yeah, there's one I just got back. I predicted an eight and it got a nine for example. Yeah. See, there we go. Here we go. And the pop reports are basically it's all nines and tens with a few eights. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, you don't really see like really low grades at all. It's just like, they're generally nine and 10. So I don't know, like maybe gemming might be hard, but nine, a nine kaboom is really not that bad either. I think. Fair. Yeah. The fact you're now offering SGC subs, I've seen some people from Europe going through you as well, which is cool to see. Is that, was that sort of a short-term thing until PSA gets back on his feet? Was it like just a pure trial thing? You know, are you thinking of just always offering both? You know, what 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 are your plans if you're willing to sort of reveal that? So that, yeah, that's a really good question. I I've been thinking about this when I first I I was thinking about SGC for a long long time. I never really offered it until I really felt like, hey, you know, this could. You know, SGC could be a true, true competitor in the space. Um, and I think they're really here to stay, man. Like, like I know their PSA um, from just, this is just hearsay. I heard that they're, they're going to be opening back up normal, um, the regular submissions for, I think, $100 or $100, I think. Yeah, $100. Um, and that's so still that's too expensive. Bulk rate. That's going to be their lowest. For regular for regular yeah regular yeah so and value um e economy we're not going to see economy like economy has not moved at all for us which is very disappointing and i keep saying this like if i knew economy was going to be this bad i would just told everybody don't do economy you might as well do yeah. value 
But so at a hundred dollar rate, where does that leave the $28 rates, right? They're too much of a gap. And it's not like the slabs are terrible. And I think the way SGC is navigating the whole entire space, I think they're doing very well. Um, very, they're very transparent, very like up to date with everything. And that's why I think I really appreciate them. So I think people still want things in slabs. And the fact that what makes what makes me feel really comfortable is you see a lot of vintage soccer or vintage football are, is actually in SUC slabs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that really yeah. plays a role in my thinking. And yeah, right now we might you might get an SGC nine or nine point five, and you're like, well, it's almost as much as a raw card. But maybe for now, it just takes. I think the market's gonna some someday realize that 9.5 is just is pretty good or in in the sense like a lot better than people think it is right it's not it's, tr- it's not trash um and even more stickers like i don't think like i've seen i'm starting to, i think the market is starting to realize stickers in bad grades if it's rare people will pay money for it bro like i like a messy 2006 sticker um that i wouldn't even think that's relatively rare like an 8.5 so for i think 400 dollars or something like that Jeez. Still not too bad. So there's opportunities out there. Um, but as for like people that are thinking a hey, PSA, I'm going to wait for PSA. I think there's too much opportunity cost you're losing. No, no, I love it. I've been so, a bit jealous of people who've taken that plunge and have actually graded through SGC. Even people here in the UK, you know, if you've got a ship my cards account, you know, it's all very possible and crazy quick. Crazy quick, yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're a little slowing down, but like, I mean, slowing down to them is like thirty. Biz- I mean, twenty five business days, exactly. Which is <laughs> crazy. Twenty dollars a pop. Yeah, I'll take it any day. So, what's what's your gut feeling when, let's say, PSA in eighteen months' time open a bulk rate again? Do you think SGC will lower their prices down to twenty five or twenty? Do you think they'll ever go that low? Man, you're you're asking some really good questions. Um, Cause it's what I really want to happen. Because I've got, for example, I don't have high end stuff. I've got a sort of stuff that would be worth grading at maybe at twenty dollars per item. It's gonna have to come down to how long it'll take. You know, so if PSA opens back up value, first of all, I don't see how they. I don't even know how when they're gonna open it up. Like, to be honest, because they haven't, haven't touched the economy yet. So, and my values have been like just chilling at the facilities. So if they could make it faster, like within like three months time, I could see SGC kind of retail, like kind of like adjusting. But if it's six months, man, like six months is way too long to get your cards back. Yep. So it's I, funny. Normally it sounds crazy long time, but... People who've been in that PSA queue would love six months right now. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> that's I, very no, true too. But but like it just from if they just said, hey, we're opening everything back up, and like it's it's still six months. It's like, dude, like really, like what is going? on? You know, it's, I, it's funny. I would take six months, but yeah, it's it's a <laughs> long time. That's true. Yeah, I guess there there is a place for it, but I I really do believe there's still an and. You know, there's no, it, like, you have to pick one or the other. Um, if anything, I would say BGS needs to take care of their stuff because, like, they're the they're truly the ones losing market share. Yeah, oh, definitely. So. 
they definitely need to hire a new, what's the word I want, like a PR team or just a new social media team. Dude, just, just a new website, bro. Like, I mean, it's just so hard to navigate, like, they're, they're like, like all their tabs. Just the pop report takes. That's it's, true. It's like, it's never geez, just one button have... sort of spend 10 minutes just getting in. Yeah. No. But I will say PSA is still like what I prefer the most, though. Like, if we have to call it, yeah. you know, one or the other. But I really do believe both could exist, though, for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool if you offer both. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any graded basketball cards? Obviously, that was sort of what you did before soccer. Yeah, we still do. We still have a few. We still have a few. Um, unfortunately, we got priced out in basketball very quickly, <laughs> um, and, and and basically because we were buying like Luka Doncic silver prism PSA nines, like for like a hundred dollars. Like, I mean, that's how early we were. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're just like, we just got priced out so quick. Um, but yeah, we do have a few basketball stuff. We have some, we have some UFC wax, you know, like we, we do, we do dabble some other places, but I, we just love, you know, we have always grown up loving the sport of, of football, soccer. And yeah. like, it's, it, it just is what we enjoy. You know, I love basketball as well. Um, I love American football, but I would never invest in American football. Too scary for me with injuries. Um, and be, with just capital that we've started out with, that we've grew, like we just want to keep it into like a sport that we truly like enjoy. Yeah. But let's say you're going to a show tomorrow as a buyer, not setting up. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have a little side eye on the basketball just to see what's up or is it you just fully hundred percent soccer? Man, you know, like I think I, to answer your question, actually, I just stick too narrow t- tunnel vision. Straight tunnel yeah. vision. Um, but I learned that I probably shouldn't do that. Because, for example, Keen, uh, the video, uh, one of our guy, he doesn't do any basketball. He picked up like a Dwayne Wade tops and flipped it for like $200 profit. Just like short term. Just like that. He literally just came. He just was like, I just walked around. He does nothing. Just went on the eBay app, looked at comps. He found something under comp, sold it right back on eBay. Just like that. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? That, that just taught me a <laughs> lesson of never just keeping sticking to like, you know, always be curious. That's the really the the the, the punchline, right? I think always yeah. be curious of what's going on. Um, but I'm still focused on soccer. But that he, he definitely taught me all the way down. I should have probably just looked around because like I know more basketball than this kid. <laughs> Maybe just got lucky. But yeah, I mean, Dwayne, I'm surprised because – when you said Dwayne Wade, I was like, oh, he's one of those guys who's sort of famous for being a bit underrated. And you, yeah. you get stuck with that card, despite the fact he probably deserves to be much more yeah. expensive. Hey, man, these guys, hey, these guys are smart, man. Like, so I'm just like, sometimes, sometimes I just kind of just sit around just listen to what they're doing, you know? So it's yeah. really, really, really fun. Like, uh, it's really fun to see um, all of us at a card show. Like, we're all always doing something, our own, our own thing, usually. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. Collective, but also very much individuals, which a good balance. Absolutely. Accidental segue, Dwayne Wade, because is he maybe a Mo Salah? Or obviously Wade's retired, Salah hasn't yet, but listeners won't know, we we were chatting about the Man City-Liverpool match before this and just, yeah, we both seem in agreement that what when is Salah going to get the respect he deserves card-wise? You know, is, is there anyone else you would... Is there any? Is there another player who confuses you? I'm not going to make you pick a player who you think's massively overhyped, 
and end up annoying it. Oh, there's a, a I mean, if you want to talk overhyped, that is a, there's a, a long list of them, but um, we'll play it safe and do. Who do you think? <laughs> in my opinion, it is Salah, or he's one of them. Who who's someone that just you can't really work out why they haven't got any traction in the hobby. Man, that's a good question. So Salah is was would have been my pick, and I feel like it's such an easy pick now. But like I've always like been on a solid train before like this campaign, uh, but he's having a magnificent campaign. Like I mean, to th- I mean if he keeps this up, this is like EPL Player of the Year type of stuff. Um, correct me, I'm wrong, Doug, but like that's just the stuff he's he's doing right now is just crazy. Um, it's literally every game. I, I think he's maybe had. I think he might have scored in every game, or he. If he didn't, he got an assist instead. Like he's just relentless at the moment. Yeah, it's not just league games either. It's like literally torn, like you know, like Champions yeah, League, everything, just everything. He's just been super, just everywhere. Um, I'm trying to think who who is underrated. I mean, I feel like Harry Kane is underrated, right? You still think that? Yeah, it's tricky. I, I, still, I still think Harry Kane's a little underrated, but he, he got you know at the end of the day, you got to win. <laughs> Wait, winning counts. Uh, surprisingly, yeah. I think Benzema, right? Like this, like yes. what does this guy got to do? You know, like I know he had that little wall stuff going on, but like, what else does this guy got to do? Um, I, I think I he's pretty kind underrated. Of get, I kind of get Benzema because maybe a bit like Lewandowski, he's having this amazing spell in his sort of early to mid thirties, and it, it's so confusing hobby wise whether you react to that or you just think, okay, it's too late career wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, and and I guess it's, it's so like the, the the psychology of the uh, like the co- of collectors is just like it's not as exciting, um, which compl- I completely understand. But you know, Lewandowski has has shown that if you could continually win on a daily basis and actually win trophies, like the hobby will take notice. Um, it just takes a little bit longer, as as where like if you see like Ricardo Pepe scoring a goal against Honduras, and everybody's like freaking buying tops chrome sapphire like their their life depends on it i couldn't um, believe those comps I... yeah me either yeah i just didn't it's cra- it's so crazy i remember uh one of the cards selling for twenty five hundred dollars and i remember seeing that same as that card at the car uh the day before uh the car the card um the game at a card show and i remember thinking man if he, he blows up is he even yep. young is he is he's, he he's 18 no, he's no, he's actually one of he's no. To be fair though, he is actually like the brightest young star that's coming out from the United States, um, um, like uh, uh, I can't system, um, yeah, Josh Sargent. But the thing is, I've, we've seen the same thing with Josh Sargent, right? The the striker life is so hard. If you're not continually producing, you're irrelevant. That's what I mean. You know? if, if Pepe owns a move to Norwich as well, like immediately it just takes that gloss off him like okay, same with all, me. no offense in norwich but like listen josh Sarge, i feel like he could have gone somewhere else <laughs> like i feel like a better environment situation you know even though norwich is very intriguing they have a very young like you know young uh uh core but i felt like he could have done something like yeah, is it really you'll know the player more than me so i don't know how no, he's not great but i feel like he was in a he's a, he was in a bad situation at word of bremen it's just like you go to you get basically just sidestepped it and <laughs> just like bro like can you like pick a like a team that's not gonna get relegated you know like please yeah um but anyways uh so i think that's benzema is definitely one um i think modric is one right um 
I'm trying to think who else. Okay, so talking of Benzema, WCCF cards. Yes. What's, what's your view on them? I think there's a place for them, but I don't think I, I would be investing in it. Like, I wouldn't be collecting a crap ton. Um, yeah. You'd rather so, go for his first, like, Panini sticker or... Yeah, definitely a sticker. And I, I have his WCCF. If I had one in really good condition, that's the one that you want. Like, whatever is the better condition is probably what you should get um, if you had to choose. But WCCF, yeah. yes, we all have... We know there's a cult following. Um, but for the mass market, I don't think people are going to look at it and be like, oh, that's the card that you should be getting. Okay. I could be wrong, though, but we'll see. I'm, I'm always curious. And speaking, I never knew the actual game WCCF was. Like, I've, there's YouTube same, videos. Of people. Same, same. Have you seen the videos on YouTube? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the videos. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had no idea either. I mean, I remember I mentioned it and then some, you know, as always, you, you, the YouTube community is always very clear <laughs> i don't get something right <laughs> it's, it's super cool though well it's it's both cool and it also makes me think well this is a game these aren't really trading cards they're not meant to be but no that's that's another debate oh that, that's their own view on it. i mean stickers too right there's that debate with stickers too so you know we don't we don't want to <laughs> get people upset yeah but yeah brian awesome to talk to you is there, is there anything else you want to like, what are you up to at the moment? Like, is there any videos we should look out for on the horizon? Any, I don't know. I know, I know you're moving, not just house, you're moving coasts, which is a pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah, I, yeah. So I hope that's not private information, but. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm moving to the West Coast, just moved to the West Coast and uh, in basically the Bay Area. So if, you know, if you're in the Bay Area, hit me up. Uh, I'm always looking uh, to connect with other collectors out there. And yeah so we're we're i got settled in so we're gonna be producing a lot more content um i have a lot of long list of card shows so like if you are in the states or you're coming to the states um i'm gonna be at the san francisco card show i'm gonna also be at the las vegas card show and also i'm gonna be having a table in the dallas card show so those are three card shows i'm gonna be at really hoping to connect with a lot of people um and definitely follow our tags instagram um youtube uh, TikTok, uh, all, all the above, you know. And are we, we going to see videos at those shows? Is Keen coming yeah. with you? I don't know if Keen's coming with me, so I might. It might be a solo vlog on these yeah. on these ones. So, um, but what, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get him out there because he does a tremendous job at um, doing videography. But yeah, so we'll we'll do all that, and I'm really excited. Really excited to kind of show more of the journey of like just our collecting collecting in this hobby. So that's cool. But yeah, no, you want Keen there as well to, to send him around the the NBA stalls. Especially. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was just like, somehow. <laughs> you know, it's funny. He was actually going around while I was doing my my the biggest deal of my life, and he was even there. <laughs> he was like flipping Dwayne Wade. It's, it's all good. <laughs> that was the messy recently, wasn't it? The... Yeah, it was the messy BGS nine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and if, if, it was hilarious. He was even he was like he came back with Dwayne Wade card. I'm like, bro. I needed you, <laughs> but no, yeah. uh, Bob was there and it was, it was, it was, it was still great. So but yeah, in that sense, I just want to say thanks for giving us these looks behind the scenes at shows, for example, you know, similar vein to someone like Sasha, who's someone I've always watched their stuff. It's just, yeah, he's, he's one of the, man, he's, he's an inspiration, man. Like, I mean, I know he gets a lot of flack for different things, but like, you cannot deny the hustle, but just, yeah, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But no, just stuff like that. I think you make the hobby really digestible 
it comes across as fun, but not just fun. You know, you have people that are fun, but with nothing informative below it. I think you guys get the balance just right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but yeah, just, yeah. Thanks for giving us this insight into stuff that we can't do ourselves in the UK, but hopefully that will change. Soon, soon, man. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to try to go to, you know, a show in the UK. That's one of my goals. Definitely. Like I, yeah. I definitely want to, I've had a few people that I want, you know, ask me about it. So I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out how I could go. Cause it'd be cool. I've never been to the UK. Never been to a, a, a true uh, uh, footy game, you know, footy match. So like, yeah, I, I'm definitely, it's definitely on the list. So I'm sure I can't, I can't really offer, I can offer you Crystal Palace. Maybe hey, someone listen, anything, anything, you know, You're taking, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Ted Lasso at Crystal Palace? No, it's kidding. <laughs> Appreciate you, Doug. Thank you so much for having me on. Really means a lot. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited. Yeah. Cheers for coming on. And yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I'm a fan. All right. You as well, man. Cheers, Brian.